Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 10 News Conference continues with Dr. Jack Warner. He's the interim president of Rhode Island College, and I believe he'd like to keep the job. Welcome. <laughs> Thank so go you, ahead and make the pitch. You like, I, I was with you at one of the debates, and <laughs> yeah. you like this job. I do like this job. I, I wasn't sure that I would because yeah. uh, I had run systems of higher education, but not an individual campus. But I'm finding I like it very much. Uh, there's a lot of work to do. Uh, we're, we're taking on the challenges, and uh, uh, I like it because there's a really tight community there uh, where dedicated faculty and staff like to support our students. Right. Our students need a good deal of support. They come from modest means, but when they get our, our degree, they go on to do great things. Uh, we rank number one in social mobility in New England of institutions of our type. So uh, we're proud about that, but uh, I do like the community element of leading a campus. You like dealing with the kids and dealing with the faculty? Excellent, yes, yep. I do. Okay, um, all I right. Do. I yeah. want, I want, you know, I bring that up because I had the president of Brown University in, yeah. and we were just talking about initiatives, and everybody fights whatever she <laughs> wants course. to do. Yeah. I, want, I want to build this center. No, you can't build it. Mm -hmm. I want to do this. I mean, a, a college president, you have to be more like a diplomat between the faculty and the kids. They fight about everything. Was it, was it Calvin Coolidge who said that, you know, if you, if you think this level of politics is, is bad, try a higher ed institution. And look so, what happened so, to him. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so we, uh, yes, I mean, higher ed ought to be a place where people can express differences of views and manage those discussions in a, in a civil way, yep. uh, respecting difference and, uh, and making sure that opinions get managed and considered before making final decisions. I'm, quite comfortable with that. Well, are uh, you comfortable pushing back, though, against uh, some of the more woke uh, constituencies? I mean, listen, there's some people who don't agree with the pronouns and other things that we see popping up on college campuses. There are some people who blame colleges for every ill in society <laughs> these days. So how comfortable are, are you expressing what might be a more middle-of-the-line position or a conservative position? Is that allowed at, at Rick? Of course it is. Uh, differences of views are always going to be expressed. Uh, my main criterion for managing these things is let's disagree agreeably and let's respect each other as people if we disagree on the issues. Uh, uh, there's a wide range of opinions on most any national issue that you see out there. Mm -hmm. And the context matters, too, because I've worked in a much more conservative state. I was out in South Dakota for six years. Uh, views are quite different there right. uh, from what they are in New England. So, uh, but higher education institutions ought to be crucibles where ideas can be expressed counter ideas can be expressed, but learn to manage those disagreements in an agreeable fashion. It's something that Congress might consider. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. that's the whole mm -hmm. idea. It's supposed mm -hmm. to be the Socratic method yes. where we come to debate yeah. ideas exactly. and where division is welcome. But over time, you know that, that it's evolved to something much different than that. It has. I mean, there is a very liberal constituency <laughs> on college campuses and they have an effect on kids who graduate. We've seen it. It's not secret. It's no secret. Yeah, I think, though, that the claims of brainwashing are, are exaggerated. Uh, 
I think that our classrooms ought to be uh, places where uh, reasonable differences can be expressed mm -hmm. and made. And, uh, and faculty, I think, are careful to manage those discussions without trying to indoctrinate. At least that's been my experience of them. I don't know. Let's take one that's divisive on your campus. A, <laughs> yes, <laughs> a bill reintroduced to arm campus police at Rhode Island College and CCRI. Would you yeah. like to see your campus police carrying guns? Uh, I think we need to take a stepwise approach to that, which we are doing. Uh, so several things have been done already. Uh, we've, uh, they've, been, they've been trained in pepper spray and in handcuffs as an increment. Right. Uh, tasers are another level of non-lethal force that, uh, that could be explored and is being discussed and explored. And we wanted to be sure that our police force was fully accredited. So it's accredited in Rhode Island and just received the, uh, the highest level of national accreditation that uh, a police force can get. So we're kind of building the capacity for the discussion and the debate. You see, uh, but this is academia. They, yes, of course. The, the police at, at URI carry guns. The police at Brown carry guns. Why not arm your police officers for public safety? God forbid you have to have a shooter up there. Do you want the guy to go after him with pepper spray? Or do you want the cop no. to come with a gun? No, we, we need ways to intervene quickly if there is an active shooter. So that's why the discussion should proceed. Uh, it, there's also a pretty serious financial implication to uh, arming campus police. I went through the process some years ago at UMass Dartmouth, so I knew what level of investment right. we were making. It's several hundred thousand dollars if you want to do the job right. Uh, so there are cost implications. We also need to have the discussion on campus because people need at least a grudging consensus on whether we move forward in this direction or not. So we have a traffic and safety committee where, uh, where they'll debate the issue. Yeah. Uh, we'll have further discussions with Representative O'Brien on the matter mm -hmm. and see if we can come to some uh, uh, some agreement about which way is best to proceed. Dr. Jack Warner, are you yes or no? You, you, I mean, you've got quite the career in academia. By the way, you also served on the Board of Higher Ed. This is your area, and you've worked at other institutions that have it. At this point, I think I can ask you a fair question. Are you forearming them or not? You, personally. <laughs> you carry a lot of weight no, there. You're the president. I do. Uh, not yet. Not until further discussions and so on. So. Uh, and not until we're convinced that uh, everything is, every officer is properly trained yeah. and understands. Uh, and, and I don't want it to become a divisive issue on our campus community. So all that's got to yeah. be managed. Well, of course, you just said they're accredited and they would, uh, they would certainly be trained. But you don't want to say yes or no at this point? Not yet. Okay, all right. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Ask and answer, as they there say in the courtroom. Now, what about free tuition? You know, CCRI's got free tuition. Yeah. And that hurt your bottom line because kids who might might have gone to Rick went to CCRI to ride it out for two years. Should we get free tuition at Rick? Yes, and as a matter of fact, um, our prime legislative priority for this session is to get the HOPE scholarship bill uh, passed. Mm -hmm. uh, Senator Pearson and Representative McNamara have both filed uh, HOPE scholarship bills for us. Uh, the governor is also interested in it. So we want to reconcile the versions so uh, mm -hmm. we, we make sure that the people, uh, the, the most people get eligible for it. But that would extend the promise to junior and senior years right. at Rhode Island College. Uh, and interestingly, what we find with our Pell Grant recipients uh, who are neediest students, 
is that they start dropping out at higher rates between the second and third year, which okay. is precisely when this would uh, be implemented to give them a tuition break. Right. What I think happens is that uh, students have to work too much and it starts catching up with them by junior year. So if we can give them a break to ease the pressure on their finances, I think we'll retain more students, graduate uh, them, and make sure then that they contribute to Rhode Island society because 70% of our graduates mm -hmm. stay in Rhode Island. All right, so last two years would be free provided this passes. You'd still yes. pay the first two freshman and sophomore year. Now, some critics of this, and there are people who are against it. Because I do the radio show, I hear, I hear both sides. They said, I paid for school. You pay for school too. Take out loans like I did. What, too much free stuff, including two years free college now? You already have the Pell Grants, and you already have a, a bunch of aid is given out at Rhode Island College. It's not like there's no help. So what do you say to that other side? Well, take a look at the numbers. We charge about $11,000 in tuition and fees right now. And is we're that much complete? All in, all in for tuition and fees for a commuter student. Okay, so 11000 Room and board is is extra yep. for students who live on campus. But students who commute also have living expenses that need to be covered. Pell Grants right now are in the $7,200, $7,300 range. So already there's a gap just to covering the direct costs of attending if, if you are what's called a zero EFC student, which means expected con family contribution mm -hmm. is so little that you can't support. So what does a student do? either has to take out loans or work in order to uh, adjust the budget and uh, be able to pay just the direct cost, never mind putting gas in the car, uh, food on the table, and all those other expenses that go along with it. Uh, so we do try to make it easier for students by adding, by filling that last gap. The way Promise and Hope work right. is the last dollar in, so it would cover the gap for yep. that difference and ease the burden. The other thing to know, though, is that there's a merit component to this. They have to maintain a grade point average. They have to be sure to be on track to graduate in four years, two years at the yep. community college, four years for us. So uh, they, there are performance expectations that go along with that. And who wouldn't want to reward that? No, I. It's you, not a giveaway. You earn, you, I, mm -hmm. you earn your keep, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so you're $11,000 a year tuition. Uh, board added to that. How much is what does that bring the bill to room and board? And you well, don't have that many uh, boarding students at Rick. It's mostly no, commuters. No, we are ninety percent commuter. Okay. So it's not even so, a discussion there. So you're looking at forty-four thousand dollars now to get through Rick. All, all four all, years. All four years. All yes. Right. And if I cut that in half, it would be twenty-two thousand. And with the aid and the Pell grants and everything else, somebody at home might say, "I paid to go to college, and you did too." <laughs> I, I, I bet. Yes, I did. Yeah. I did. So why not make these kids foot the bill, share the burden? Come on. Because college costs have escalated significantly over the last two decades uh, for several reasons. The, uh, uh, there's even a new in, uh, an index that higher ed uses to measure the inflation that applies mm -hmm. to higher ed institutions. And, and the reason for accelerating costs there is that we employ highly educated people who command more money uh, in the workplace, mm -hmm. which is, by the way, the value proposition of a college degree to begin with. You are going to get a return on your investment if you get a college degree. Mm -hmm. As much as a million dollars more over your lifetime yes. uh, earnings. And uh, yes, there is a case to be made that because you'll be earning more money, there's a private benefit. But don't underestimate the public benefit of higher education. 
Rhode Island does better when a higher percentage of its people have post-secondary no degrees no of one kind on or another. Right. So there's a public reason for this kind of investment because Rhode Island itself, its workforce and its economic development mm -hmm. initiatives are going to benefit from having more graduates. And we all know that there is a burden on, on students, and certainly those who go to the private institutions, $75,000, $80,000 a year. Yes. It's much different yep. than $11,000. Uh, Dr. Jack Warner, you'd like to job permanently. Uh, I think you have the inside track, and we'll have you back <laughs> if, you, if you succeed. Thanks for coming in now. Well, yeah, one, <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead. That, oh, just one thing to clarify. Uh, I haven't decided. Uh, I'm not uh, prevented from being a candidate. Uh, I do like the job, but right. it's a matter of a domestic discussion before I uh, decide whether I'm going to apply or not. Well, keep me up to date. <laughs> I will do that. Thanks for coming in. Good <laughs> okay. luck at Rick.